This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Braggadocious alert. Braggadocious <laughs> alert. Woo! We did it, you guys. We... we have an exciting announcement. Tig and Cheryl True Story now has merchandise for sale. Go to podswag.com slash true story to check it out. We listened to you and we made merchandise. We heard you. We have a, yeah. a mug that says don't spill the beans. And, and, and you'll make national headlines in one of our t-shirts and hoodies. Yeah. Buy one for yourself or your friend or your family, or your enemies, your neighbor. Buy one for a stranger. For your enemy. Yeah. (laughs) Go to podswag.com slash true story and pick up a true story t-shirt, hoodie, or coffee mug. That's P-O-D-S-W-A-G dot com slash true story. Cheryl, this is the intro, and we are grabbing it to begin our show. Yes. You don't have to be a twin to care about this movie, right? No. You just have to be alive and have a heartbeat. That's right. We cover a lot of stuff. We cover uh, Matthew Modine. <laughs> Matthew Modine came up again. <laughs> Listen, you can fast forward through the Matthew. Three weeks ago, I would have said, is he dead? Oh, oh no. Did he get out of the business? No. You did say that, by the way. And now you can't stop talking about him. Oh, my God. He comes up all the time. All right, you guys. But let's get... Shall we get to it? Yeah, let's get to it. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Three Identical Strangers. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Cheryl Hines. Tig Notaro. That's right. Hey, I said it right. You sure did. How are you? Well, I already told you, I told I you before we started recording <laughs> that I'm in a stressful work situation. I know. And that's putting it mildly. Mildly. Yeah. Wouldn't you say after I described what yes. the work situation is? It, it just makes me want to say, don't you ever just want to stand up in a room when people are being idiots and just go, fuck you all, and storm out? You know what? I did that one time. You in did a not. No, no, not in a group. I did it okay. in a relationship with somebody. Yeah. I did the F you. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like there was any way to be heard. So I thought, you know what? I've never said this in a relationship. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. Yeah. How did it go? She laughed at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And it felt so clunky. <laughs> I didn't believe it, and she didn't believe it. <laughs> the way you're laughing right now was her response. Oh when my I, god! <laughs> when I, I did said not. It. That is not the effect you want to have. I, I always, yeah. I always think about the people that get so mad and passionate, like they throw a yeah. glass across the room. 
Uh-huh. And I always think, ah, oh, why can't I do that? But I think I would have the same thing where it's like, okay, Cheryl, go clean it up. I don't know what you think you're doing. Have you done an F you? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I want to. Mine was so calculated in mm. my relationship where I was like, there was a lot of like, okay, I'm going to say this, this gonna, and I'm going to, this is going to like really stop everything in its tracks. Yeah. Person. Get ready. Get ready. And then it just <laughs> was like, wah, wah, wah. Just wah. At you. She truly laughed. Oh. And we were in like a real heated moment of oh. uh, an argument, and uh, she laughed. And uh, I think it probably broke the tension enough to. Well, we didn't to, to pull really through long term. Right. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah. I, I did an F you once. It doesn't always work. Okay, listen. We're going to table all of your feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about our um, our documentary today. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am. Can you do this with a clear head? And Yeah. Whew. It'll be yes, a palate cleanser. <laughs> yes, it will. Actually, this film is really crazy good. Mm-hmm. Did, did yes. you think? Okay. So today we're talking about Three Identical Strangers. It is a 2018 documentary directed by Tim Wardle. I hope. That can't be the way you say it. Wardle? <laughs> <laughs> I know I hit the R's too hard. Wardle. 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 You know, he's probably listening. We'll yes. Probably Hi, hear Tim Wardle. Hey, Tim. Hey. Hey, Tim. Hey. <laughs> Is that from something? Like, is it's that got to be like from the eighties? Is it like a, no. a TV show or a movie catchphrase, or somebody's like, "Hey, girl, hey." Yeah, I feel like I hear people say that, or um, they did ten years curious. ago or something. Yeah, let us right. know. Were, were they you cool guys... people? I don't think so. Okay. I don't hey, think girl, it was hey. ever. <laughs> I don't think it was ever cool. <laughs> It's the same when I do an F you as I, as when I do a real hey girl hey. Yeah. We do, do, it's I the like same the, reaction. Yes. It's the same it's reaction. laughter. Okay. Back on track. This 2000 mm-hmm. documentary directed by Tim Wardle. That sounded a little better. It follows the really intersecting didn't. lives of a set of identical triplets who uh-huh. were separated as babies, creating a case study for nature versus nurture and exposing serious issues with the American adoption process. The film debuted at Sundance, where it won the Special Jury Award for Storytelling. Three Identical Strangers is available to watch on Hulu. Oh, my God, this movie. Had you seen it before? I had. Me too. And once again, I felt like, oh, maybe I don't need to watch it again because I remember it so clearly. <laughs> <laughs> glad I do. Me too. This is like the only thing we have to do for this podcast. And like that, we're always like, ah, should I, should I watch should it Should I dial not? it in again? <laughs> and even when we do our research, we still seem like we're dialing it in. <laughs> That's the really, really sad element of it so all. So imagine if we don't watch it. Imagine that, that dial in. It is like to a new level. But anyway, we're not there yet. We should do an episode where we cover a movie and we neither of us watch it and we just talk about what we think it's about. I mean, like, if we would have done that with Sasquatch, I would have... That would have been not- a really... <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a great idea. We okay. could do two-part episodes for yes. a documentary where we... It's, it's like Sasquatch, episode one. We talk about what we... Th- think it's about oh my god and then the follow-up episode we actually talk about (laughs) what it was about (laughs) who has time to listen to these two our listeners no they don't yeah but it's we really no it gives us more time to before we have to watch another movie because you sneak (laughs) up real fast where we have where it's like oh god we have to watch another movie (laughs) So we could just watch two movies a month, and then the first one is what we think, and the second one is this, what it is. We think it's about, yes. and then we talk about what That'll it's really about. That'll be so funny. We're going to do it. Okay, so what were you going to say? Okay, so there's this guy, a Bobby Shafron. I hope that's how you say it. Uh, he goes to college in 1980. He shows up. He, he talks about that he was never really that popular. Of a guy yeah. in high school. And he goes to college. 
and people are like, hey, so good to see you. Hey, man, what's up? And they're like, hey, man, hey. Hey, man, hey. And they're shaking his hand and they're patting him on the back. And girls are coming up to him and kissing him. And how have you been? And he's thinking, wow, uh, this is great and weird. Yeah, what and, is happening? I've never been here before. Yeah. And then, um, and then this guy comes up and says, you know, hey, Eddie. And, but this guy, Bobby's like, my name is not Eddie. And, and it's just like a, like a record scratch moment where it's like, uh, you have to be Eddie. Like, you're my friend Eddie who goes to school here. But he had graduated or left school. So everyone was so surprised to see him. And then, um, Michael, his friend that, you know, is confronting him and saying, you must be Eddie, asks Bobby if he was adopted. <laughs> and Bobby yeah. says, he, he, yeah, and asks what his birthday was. It was the same birthday as his friend, Eddie. I was a little surprised that he put those pieces together. So I, I don't think I would have. I think I would have just been like, well, there are two people in the world that look exactly like, that's so weird. <laughs> I mean, he really stuck with it, this guy, Michael. Yeah, and to be fair, as I'm sitting here looking at you on this Zoom, you, if you told me that you were not you... Yeah, you'd be like, eh. I, here's what I'm trying okay. to say. If somebody looked exactly like you yeah. and sounded like you, Yeah. I probably, my brain probably wouldn't be able to let go of it. Yeah, I think I think I would just be like, look, I know it's you, Tig, so let's move on. I think I would just not accept... Any other Okay, answer. but if I found out you really were not you, yeah, I wouldn't be like, that is so crazy. Somebody else looks like you. Have a good day. I would be like, wait, where are you from? What? Oh, so you would, you would totally Michael it. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So Michael calls, the, he calls Eddie, and he's like, there's a guy that looks exactly like you. His name is Bobby. And he puts him on the phone, and then Bobby, when he's describing it, he's like, I felt like I was talking to myself. Yeah. A voice that sounded exactly like mine. Yeah. And they seemed excited to talk to each other, and then and then they met each other. We actually have a clip. You want to hear a clip of, of Bobby and Michael describing Bobby and Eddie's first meeting? <laughs> his eyes are my eyes, and my eyes are his eyes, and it's true. They looked exactly alike. They're duplicates of each other. There was no doubt in my mind that they were twins. He's going, oh my God, I'm going with my God. He's going, holy crap, I'm going holy crap. They just looked at each other and they moved it. They, every time Bobby moved his head, Eddie moved. And then Eddie would move and then Bobby would move. Like, like they were looking at a mirror. It was the weirdest thing. It's so cute, too, because when you watch this film, you, there's a picture of them looking at each other. Profiles. And they looked so happy to see each other. And they didn't even know they were looking for each other. No, and they looked exactly alike. How is it that they both went to the same school? I don't know. They must have grown up nearby i guess that's but i mean crazy. still that's the thing where i think like fate. that could have easily not happened oh it, but imagine <laughs> though imagine if you went to class and somebody that looked exactly like you was sitting in class in the class in the class <laughs> that would be so uh, it's pretty mind-blowing have you ever seen someone that looks like you not really I mean, I've seen people that look s similar, but not like... Well, I mean, aside from that woman that was in the curb porn. Yeah, well, we are identical strangers. <laughs> what, did, what does she look like? I don't know. I didn't see it. I only uh -huh, heard about right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> I remember one time I was in Telluride, Colorado, and I was walking down Main Street and past a restaurant, and there was somebody eating dinner, and I felt like I saw myself and I stepped back and I looked in the window and just I was like oh my gosh that person it, looks like me and did they really really look like you 
I mean, it's been, I think I was maybe 19. I, it, I can't really remember, except that they must have looked like this face that you're looking at. But I thought that, I thought that she looked a lot like me. I mean, are you, are you adopted? You don't have to answer um, that if it's, if it's personal. I don't think so, because I look a lot like my mother and father. But you don't know for sure? I would say for sure, oh, okay. unless they're the, unless, unless they, they just lied never to told me. you told you. Mm-hmm. And it was like a crazy good match when they when they had, know, when they saw you as a tiny tiny baby. They were like, "Yeah, I know what she's gonna look like when she grows up." Yeah, there is a little mystery. There's a mystery that comes with adoption, isn't there? Because they're just unanswered questions that you must have, right? Mm-hmm. And so then for these guys to meet each other. And know that they were identical twins mm-hmm. um, just must have been mind-blowing. And then what happens is this guy Howard from Newsday does a story on them. Mm-hmm. And then Ellen Servone, <laughs> Curvone? No, probably, probably Softsy. Ellen Servone and Alan <laughs> Luke's. They read the article and realize that Bobby and Eddie look exactly like their friend, David Kelman. Okay, that's crazy. Now there's a third. <laughs> there's a third. And this is where we get three identical strangers. It is crazy. Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. It's beyond crazy. I mean, you have to go to the same school and then somebody has to read that news paper article it has to happen like that we're not talking about something going viral like hashtag hot tig on twitter oh jeez i thought we were gonna make it okay right this has to be fate has moved exactly the way it had to move you can quote me well said (laughs) (laughs) and all fate had to move the way that it had to move. And, and we'll be right back. At, you know what? We're going to be right back after a commercial break. We're going to go professionally to a commercial, yeah. and then you can come back to these yes. Cheryl thoughts. We'll be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back, Tig. We are back. And you were saying how, like, thoughts, fate had to move. Right. All these things had to line up, and then these guys all met each other. Fate had to move the way it had to move. Fate, as I always say, fate (laughs) had to move the way it had to move. That it moved. That it moved. Yeah. 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 A lot of people say it. Um, Well, it started to catch on. (laughs) Really? It's hard to get it out of your head. It's so (laughs) catchy and poignant. They meet each other, these three guys. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, too, because there's footage of it, which is exciting, right? Because they they have this sort of crazy, thick, dark hair. Mm -hmm. They're very, they have a very distinguished look. Distinguished or distinct? distinct yeah they're not like Thurston I wouldn't Howell. say they're distinguished yeah, yeah they are definitely not like Thurston <laughs> Howell <laughs> by the way I like that that's who I reference that's who I think is Thurston. distinguished Thurston <laughs> he's the only distinguished person I can think of in the moment I, I mean he's fancy he's no he's no Thurston Howell we're not talking about that level 
but um distinctive yeah distinctive. do you think that i was wondering watching this yeah did they happen to have the exact same haircut or did they grow it out like that as they started to hang out together well it looked like the first two did bobby and eddie looked like it and then when david came aboard his hair looked shorter and then when i saw it again they all had the same hair and then they were all in matching outfits and they love to match their outfits grown men grown men in matching outfits and hairdos yeah but they were they were having the time of their lives they sure were they were like getting chicks oh my god in a madonna movie that was that's yeah wait what madonna movie was i have no idea i have no idea did they meant was it I see it in was the notes. Matthew Modine in it? Was Matthew Modine in it? It was a it was a movie with Madonna and Matthew Modine in the triplets. Okay. Thomas, our producer, just told me it was a desperately seeking Susan. Matthew Modine was in Vision Quest. You really think that he somehow was maybe did he ever date Madonna? Is that why you think that? I don't know. Let's give her a ring a ding. Or let's call Matthew Modine. We should have had Matthew Modine on. Um... I mean, I know Matthew Modine. Do you know Matthew Modine? I thought you were going to say you know Madonna. Do you I know fi- Madonna? It seems like. No. It seems like you would know Madonna and I would know Matthew Modine. Why does it seem like I would know Madonna? Because you, fe- you like to fancy yourself hip and cool. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, is Madonna hip and cool? I know she's. I listening. don't know, Madonna. If you're listening, <laughs> hey Madonna, hey. But I doubt you are listening. So name Madonna Nay. I would love for Madonna to be on the treadmill, just <laughs> listening to the podcast, and, and for two weeks going, no, Matthew Modine was not in he, that movie. He, I but never wait, was she in Vision Ma- Quest? I don't think was so. she in Vision Quest. Oh, Madonna Thomas was in is saying Quest. yes. No. Thomas. Thomas. Is Why saying, do we refuse to look at IMDb? I, why don't we do any sort of research about these projects before we talk? About Wait. How is Matthew Modine coming up? You so brought him up. But for no he reason. And I naturally to... stumbles into our show. He's and part you know of it. You know what? You know he's, it, girl. You know it. He's part of our social fabric. So he's. Woven. I didn't see it coming. Because the first time he stepped into our show, yes. I had forgot about him. And I was like, oh, what happened to him? Wasn't he from Desperately Seeking Susan? And then it's like, oh, no, he's this or that. And I yeah. still, to this day, I don't remember if no, he's in Desperately Seeking Susan. No, it doesn't stick. But you can't stop thinking about Matthew Modine. All I know is he came out in a movie in, in um, 1985, it feels like. Okay. Okay. So the triplets, the, the point is... <laughs> The point is that these triplets walked around town. They got an apartment together. They dressed alike. They had the hairdos. So when they Uh were walking down the street, when they were shooting, what movie did we just say? Desperately Seeking Susan. Uh Uh-oh. Or you want to talk about Matthew (laughs) Modine again? The the director was like, whoa, let's get these guys in the shot. Now, we've really, we've gone down a stupid path for no good reason anyway. So they're in the Madonna movie? I'm not doing this with you. I am not doing this with you. So why are you taking this show so seriously? Because there's a lot to get to, and so far all we've talked about is Matthew Modine, well, who has nothing course. to do with this movie. Okay, they move in together. They open mm-hmm. a restaurant called Triplets. Mom, <laughs> I mean, when you watch this film. It's fun to watch because they're so they're ha- they're just having It's such like a good time. dumb fun. And I mean that like you're so happy. It's like yes. when you're in love yes. and you're having that level of dumb fun. Yes. You're just like, "Let's climb a mountain." Let's yeah. I remember before I was vegan, I dated this girl and I was like, "Let's get a bucket of Kentucky fried chicken and sit on the rooftop and watch the sun go down." <laughs> that was our plan. And I bit into the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, no. And I... Oh, oh, no. Don't uh, say anything bad. I... Don't tell me. Choked on a bone? Can I just say ligaments? Okay. No. That's too far. Okay. You took it too far. I just... The skin is delicious. Okay. 
Well, when you say no, skin, that sounds no, weird. it's not. <laughs> no, okay, deep fried okay. skin. Please, <laughs> let's move on. So they get so I these am not guys. a fan of ligaments. I'm not a fan of ligaments. Okay, that's fair. <sighs> so they're excited to try to find their mom. Okay. So they meet up with their mom, and they find out that sh- she tells them it was a prom night knockup. What a crazy prom thing. night! Like when prom you night. think about prom getting pregnant on prom night. Yeah. Which we were all, you know, vulnerable to. Oh. <laughs> yes. I didn't go to prom. I had dropped out of high school, mm. and this guy, Larry Brischke, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago, oh, he's in the Book of World's Record. He's known as Leopard Larry. His whole body is tattooed as a leopard. He wow. asked me to prom. He was one of my good friends. But he didn't have the tattoos at the time. No, no, no. Okay. He was he was Larry Brischke. He had big, oh. thick glasses, and he had a lot of acne, and he had greasy hair, and but he Aww. was just the sweetest, funniest, Sweet guy. smartest guy. And we sat together at lunch, and I just loved him so much. And we were pals, you know, for years. Yeah. But anyway, he asked me to prom. Right, and did you go? I Well, I had dropped out of school. I was like, Larry, I'm not going to prom. We used to go to the lake together. You know what I mean? We were pals. We smoked cigarettes. You crushed his um, soul. I said, I'm going to be playing pool at Slick Willie's. If you want to join me there, you can. And he did. He came and met me at the pool hall, and we smoked cigarettes and played pool. And there was no chance I was getting pregnant. (laughs) Certainly not with triplets. That's the thing is it's like you hear somebody gets pregnant on prom night. You don't think about there could be triplets that might triplets in there. It's a lot. That's a lot of responsibility on prom night. That's a lot going down on prom nights. Oh my gosh! And you think of the girl that like that maybe is not pro-choice and she carries it full term, and then she's like, what, seventeen with three babies? Triplets, because that's not just putting one in a baby sling. And going to the grocery store. That's, you were way outnumbered. No, that's putting three in a baby thing. Yeah. But how do you fit them in a baby thing? Okay, take. Yeah. The thing is that the parents of these boys, these guys, these young men, now they're getting involved because they were never told that these boys were triplets. So the parents went to the agency and said, what's going on? Why didn't you tell us? that these guys were triplets and they said well we didn't think that anybody would adopt all three of them so we decided to separate them that's what they told the parents Mm-hmm. okay now is the time aiden if you're vacuuming you want to stop the vacuum because we're wait about- aiden and brandy is that right yeah brandy you're a <laughs> fine girl yes aiden and brandy if you're vacuuming stop your vacuum and put this on pause if you want to watch the film because we are about to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And the things that you hear, you can't unhear. And before we get to any of that, yes, we're going to take a break. Okay. So let's take a break. Okay. okay? Wait, wait, wait. We're Shall we take a... We are breaking right now. <laughs> Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. 
No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay. And we're back from that break. We are back. What people don't know is when they're listening to an episode of this and we say we're going to a break right now, they're hearing the commercial in real yeah. time. Yes. But we don't take a break and listen to that commercial. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they care. But I still would like to let them see let them know. This, yeah. Oh, behind the, this little behind the curtain. The podcasting curtain. <laughs> that when we say and uh, we're gonna take a break right now, we just take one second of silence and then we come mm. back and say, okay, and we're back we're from back. the break. We're back. We didn't actually sit through a commercial. So just letting you know what goes on. Now, Tig, do you want to tell everybody what the big reveal is? What, there's so many reveals. I mean, what is the big reveal? Okay, here's the big reveal. If, you, if this is not clear to you, then please. Lawrence Wright, who is a journalist, uncovers a secret scientific experiment Experiment mm-hmm. that went on with identical babies that were That's so sad, purposefully separated at birth. It's so sad, and it I is remember beyond sad. I know what was so you know. Obviously, I have twins. Yes, and they are so connected. They love each other so Aww. deeply. I mean, when one of them bops the other on the head. And we reprimand him. His brother yells at us saying, do not talk to my brother Aww. like that. You cannot put my brother. We Our big punishment is you have to go sit by the front door. You cannot <laughs> make my brother go sit by. They think it is like. <laughs> they think it's like. Cruelty. Sitting, yes. Like you're sitting yeah. on hot ashes. Oh my gosh. When I'm like, if you do that again, you are going to go sit by the front door. You are going to sit for in five that chair. minutes. Yeah. It is like. And they, Hot lava. Oh, my, oh no! my gosh. Oh, I won't yeah. go. But his brother is, no. The one in trouble goes. The brother Screams. is yelling no. Oh. <laughs> but when I watch this movie, the most devastating thing, I mean, there's there's a lot of different sad elements and moments in this story and movie. But when, I think it was it the aunt who said, I can't remember the wording, but when, the babies were taken out of the crib or away from each other. Essentially, they were used to being around each other. And then yeah. he was, there's just one baby lying in a crib wondering where his brothers went. I know. This film definitely takes a dark turn because the tone completely changes. Because you're going from this joyful reunion and then it and then you find out that people did this on purpose not only did they split up these triplets but they put bobby with wealthy parents they've put eddie with middle class parents and they put david with like blue collar uh-huh. um immigrant parents who yeah. had to make ends meet and it was all an experiment nature versus nurture mm-hmm. so would these guys grow up a different way if they were not around each other but i guess what doesn't make sense then is were they still studying these guys when they were older you know what i mean how do they know did they did they just abandon this experiment it seems like it because their memories are very much like and i remember a guy being there right this oh my god this is he a psychiatrist yeah, the psychiatrist, Peter Neubauer, he headed up the study and was in cahoots with the Louise Wise Agency. So, mm-hmm. not, so not only these triplets were separated, but there were lots of twins that were separated as well. And I just want to be helpful to anybody who is thinking of forming an improv troupe looking for a name. 
I want to suggest in cahoots. Oh, I thought you were going to say Peter Neubauer. <laughs> no, that's somebody's dog's name. Ladies and that's... gentlemen, welcome the Peter Neubauer group. <laughs> no, no. Somebody has to name their dog Peter Neubauer. No. You know, no, like Peter Dr. Neubauer. Cheryl or Dr. Becky Hines. No, Peter Neubauer is a bad, he was a bad guy. Okay, okay. Then in cahoots. Yeah, in cahoots. In cahoots. Is the improv trip. Please <laughs> welcome in cahoots. Um, and then there is this guy, um, Lawrence Perlman, who was part of this. And he talks about it and it's, I don't know, it's kind of shocking that he's can just talk and he's sort of laughing about it. Uh-huh. Isn't that strange? Yes. But he was he was told that they're just looking at different parenting practices. He's saying that mm-hmm. he didn't know all of it, that they had separated these three and they put them in different socioeconomic groups. And he was just studying the boys when they were younger and he had footage of it, of him t- talking to them. But anyway, oh, and this was weird too, that all of the guys had a sister that was, what, two, three years older than them? Mm-hmm. So that was also part of the experiment. It's so, like, you can't even believe this is a real story. It feels like a, a movie. Yeah, it's so calculated and crazy. I think it, it's painful. I mean, for anyone with a child, and then the added pain of being a parent that has twins, when I think of somebody doing this to max and finn i can't even no it's all painful and not only that but people that are adopted Uh and just the i you know the idea yeah where did i come from and what happened and what were the circumstances and then to have a story like this come out is just it must be so um emotional and then here's more here's more difficult things um, mm-hmm. that at some point the wheels start to come off. Uh-huh. David's dad dies uh-huh. and it sets off a lot of emotions, a lot of difficulties. Eddie starts having emotional issues. Mm-hmm. And we find out sadly that he, um, that he ended up committing suicide. I hate even saying this because it's so awful and sad. And just to make a note here that I feel like people are now referring to it as dying by suicide. Oh, Death okay. by suicide. Because, have you heard that? No. Yeah, because people feel like if you say commit suicide, then it sounds like like a negative it has a yeah dying by suicide is almost like you're dying of a heart attack right you know right and you 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 died of a heart attack you died by suicide right i understand that um and i think it makes sense um and 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 then also what we find out is that um the boys you know the second part of the film is very sad um, that the boys were disturbed children mm-hmm. and teenagers, and they had mentally ill birth parents. So it's unclear if the study purposefully chose twins or or these um, triplets, triplets, yeah, with parents that have a mental illness to see if then they would have a mental illness mm-hmm. or if it's once again nature versus nurture. Right. It's just, it's just unbelievable. To toy with people's lives like that is just devastating. It is devastating. I know there's so many unfair elements to life, but that it just is so... It goes back to, oh my gosh, what if he hadn't gone to that school? And what if Michael, the friend, didn't know the other brother? You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Ugh. And they were so, when you're watching them go through all of the excitement of reconnecting and the attention and, you know, partying and Madonna puts you in her movie right. and they just feel ill-equipped almost to 
process process and ride that wave they they you know you see so many and i don't think anybody was doing anything maliciously it's just, it's like when a young kid a, a young child actor is getting a lot of attention and you see them getting put through this machine right. of hollywood and and you're like oh boy <laughs> right yeah because it seems like it's almost impossible impossible to process other things when you've got all this mm-hmm. attention coming at you and people wanting you and you know everybody wants your attention and wants you to do this and do that then are they having time to sit down and think about what's really happening and what's and what's really happening is they're not really being embraced by people people are just using the attention that's on them whether you're and I mean you don't even have to be a child actor you could be an actor it's like when you're getting a lot of attention you're being used and it's not like you're necessarily making all of these deep friendships or connections or that people really care about you and I think they were just so vulnerable yeah in that process yeah Um, yeah it it felt a little like oh I'm worried about you I know I know that's how I felt yeah it's like it's so fun and exciting in that moment but when you're sitting back watching it, you're like, you're like, uh, be uh, careful, I guys. I know. Because you're watching it, you're like, whoa, this can't be the end of the movie because we're only halfway through. Yeah. Uh, because right. you want it to end there. You want it to end there. But what we find out is that, I mean, it's so shady that the records of the study are sealed at Yale mm-hmm. until 2066. Isn't that crazy? Who can do that? Mm-hmm. And then is it a Yale study? I mean, it must be. Why would they sail it at Yale? Right. I mean, I'm not accusing Yale. I don't know. Um, that sounds like Cheryl wants to get her daughter into <laughs> Yale. <laughs> hey, Yale, hey. Hey, Yale, hey. No, I don't know. I just don't understand how it works. I mean, nothing against Yale and Yale doing no. studies. Of course, we yes. want them to do studies. Yes, I mean, we, yes. We love Yale. You Yale. Know, we also have children that need to get into college. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just weird. And it's weird that it's sealed till 2066. That's so crazy. Yeah, it feels like, again, to reference another episode of ours, the... Mm-hmm. Um, going clear where they're like sign a billion year contract right they're like we're si- we're sealing this until <laughs> a um, billion years later <laughs> yeah you can open this in one billion years sign Whoa. here i Go know on, sign I, here i guess 2066 they're just like well everybody will who's have gonna to- be alive Nine, that's it that's what they're banking right. on that nobody's gonna care. Ugh, ugh. It, but one thing that's relatively good i guess is that um and we're we're looking for just relatively just, good news I at this know, point it's true mm-hmm. bobby and david as a result of the film um mm-hmm. they get access to ten thousand pages of the study mm-hmm. with no formal conclusions well that's, oh my gosh mm-hmm. if i got a hold of ten thousand pages of a study ten thousand is a lot that's a lot but it's about you. No, I know that's a lot. You have to be really interested in the topic at hand. Well, yeah, it's your life. I'm interested in this story, but the documentary was enough. That and was like, good. If I ran into these people on the street, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I saw your story. This was fascinating. And I wish you well. But if somebody handed me 10,000 pages of their lives. You'd be like, whoa. I will circle I would be back like, with Thomas, you. Thomas, can you read this and tell me? <laughs> and give just me give me a an outline. Summary. <laughs> can you give me some can bullet you points? A, yeah, can you give me some bullet points on this and tell me if I should read it? <laughs> uh, okay. But, and then this is, I don't want to leave on a sad note, but um, Lawrence Perlman speculates mm. that there are still twins out there who don't know they're twins. That's crazy. There has to be so many of those. There has to be so many twins out there that don't know that they're twins. That's so crazy. Is there a chance you're a twin? I don't think so. We had a conversation before Max and Finn were born where we said, what happens if we have triplets? And aside from any sort of health issues, we felt like, eh, we'd take triplets. 
Yeah, you would have. Okay, so, you would have to. It, it sounded fun, you know, sounded, to have one of those little those, those little, little baby car- carriages yeah, with the three, yeah, like boop boop boop. What about people that have like octuplets? That just doesn't uh, yeah. even seem real, does it? It doesn't. And I've seen videos where they show you how they get ready for the day, and they I can't line even. up the babies. <laughs> And they're just like, lift you up, wipe your bottom, lift you up, wipe your bottom, lift you up, wipe your bottom, snap, 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 snap. Tie your shoe, tie your shoe, tie your shoe. You know, bloop, there goes some food. Bloop, there goes some food. Bloop, there goes some food. And wipe your bottom, wipe your bottom, wipe your bottom. I mean, these parents. Hold on, I'm not finished. And we get it, we get it. We get it. I mean, but that's their whole day is just like trying to get through the day. I can't even oh imagine. My, it's just I mean, that's crazy. all any of us are trying to do I is know. get through the day. And then you toss in, what, two Five to eight seven. babies? I can't. And you're, and you're like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. I mean, <laughs> Stephanie and I, we have our twins just turned five. And we feel they are potty trained. They don't wet their beds. They go to school now. They are hardcore vegans. You know, they have their interests. They're playing baseball. We feel like we have finally started to see a little bit of a normal life. Where you can breathe easily for one second. Yeah, they're at school for six hours a day. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah. and they're not, you know, it, we they would come into our bed every night at different times so uh-huh. i haven't slept in years uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's just been a process Oof. of trying to reach some sort of normal and that's two and, and that's two people have it's only two people have a lot of kids I and just, people choose I to have not just two to five or no. eight at one time they have like eight kids at different ages no, and then you outgrow the, the stroller phase and the diaper yes. phase and then whoop, here and comes another and your wife a bottom tie okay, a shoe and whoop okay. and goes the moon. All right. Are you ready yeah. for our final thoughts? Yes, but I have to tell you something very cute. Oh, okay. I was home working today and Stephanie was at the school, um, Max and Finn, their school has a swimming pool and there's like group swimming classes and then you can also sign up for private class once a week and so they each have their private class and uh <laughs> stephanie texted me uh that the teacher swam max out into the middle of the pool yeah. today and he said um could you please um take me back to the shore <laughs> he was in a pool <laughs> that's cute i'm his parent i thought it was cute it is cute you, he went back you to did the a shore. delayed well i just wanted to make because i was waiting for you to say something about poop i'll be honest with you i thought it was going to end in poop i hear kids well in everything ends in poop <laughs> that's like when people say here eat this or else it'll go to waste and my answer is always whether you eat it or not, it goes to waste. Do you know hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Because of poop. Yeah, I get, I get it. Um, all right, poop time, is waste. It's time for our happily ever after thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Okay. Did right. you cry? I cried, and I watched this documentary on a plane yeah. in public. Yeah. And I, I fought the tears back and remember how I didn't fight the tears back when I watched um what was the Obama documentary Crip Camp remember I was like I'm just gonna go ahead and let myself have it just a big boohoo and I did it well on that flight I was doing everything I could my face was distorted uh when I was watching this documentary and i was just like are you kidding me i, ha- I thought it was just gonna be this fun yeah triplets triplets they found we. each other they found each other oh, life is good and, oh my gosh what they went through and losing their brother i couldn't handle it i could not handle it and then adding in just like oh what if this happened to max and finn i just oh. i was dead yes i cried did you uh no no, but I was, I mean, it was, 
hard to watch at times, but I didn't cry. <sighs> Especially on a plane. I'm not judging, listen. but I'm just saying, I wish I was sitting next to you when that well, Listen. I would love nothing more to look over and see you with your <laughs> headphones on, just crying up a storm. <laughs> and everyone else is just like eating peanuts and drinking Diet Coke. Like, what is up with that lady? Yeah, walking around, living their lives, and I'm just distorting <laughs> my face, trying to hold it in. Trying oh my gosh, it, it was the worst. But yeah, I mean, you would have been in the same position if you had watched Hands on a Hard Body in a pl- on a plane. That's true. That is true. You would true. have been crying in front of everyone. It is worse when you're trying not to. When you're trying not to, and then it yeah. and then it happens because there it's is terrible because it's there's an audible. Where it's just like, <laughs> there's an explosion of sound. I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't you do didn't? that. No, what did it sound I, like? What did it sound like? There was no noise. I was, oh. I was holding it in and it was, I had tears coming out of my eyes. You were a silent um, crier? Well, you're judging. No, I'm impressed. So you, when you're holding it in and you yeah. have tears coming, you do a... <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I, I saw Les Mis by myself in New York because everybody had seen it and I just decided to go to the theater by myself and I... Oh, you're such a... Oh, I... <laughs> A glamorous a intellectual. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what that is. I'm going to Les Mis by myself. I'll meet up with you at TGI Fridays in Times Square after. Anyway, <laughs> I was trying not to call attention to myself, first of all, for going by myself. And second of all, that I'm just like getting emotional and I was holding it in. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, <laughs> seen that what happens that would make you you cold-hearted you know what's sad i don't even remember what it's about <laughs> it's uh uh it's very sad mama mia <laughs> it's not mama mia oh is that a different movie les miserables no i know i was oh i guess mama mia is from mama mia <laughs> mama mia <laughs> i've only seen annie <laughs> yeah. and you know what i sing um, Stephanie loves show tunes. Yeah. She knows, oh my gosh, she knows every song. And I sing different musicals to, I've only really seen Annie, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> Chicago, Chicago, I love you, Chicago. And you that's know, all you that's, know. Well, no, that's not even the song. Chicago is a different musical and I'm singing it to Tomorrow. To Annie? Wow. <laughs> Are you not understanding this? Well, oh, you're singing Chicago to the tune of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. (laughs) I don't know why that was hard for me to to connect. Nobody catches on to that because it fits so well. Yes, it does. Singing Chicago with Tomorrow. Because you haven't seen Chicago. No, I've seen Annie. Um, Now I'm trying to think of Chicago and if there's a song that sounds similar to that. I don't think so. But because it does sound right, Chicago, Chicago, I love you, Chicago. Chicago, <laughs> you're only a flight <laughs> away. Whoa, uh, Chicago. Okay, uh, who were you attracted to? <laughs> this, is, this is a tough well, one. Well, you know, I, <laughs> this is a real I tough tried, one. I tried really hard to check out these, because um, this is a good movie to have the same taste, mm. you know, because okay. you and I don't have to fight over because we could have, we could be drawn to different personalities, right? you know, and they can look the same. So if you <laughs> and I are out at a bar and we yes. see these three triplets walk in right. and you and I are like holding each other back, like, whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa, who's this that came in? Yeah. It's like, no, I'll take the le- uh, outspoken one. And you'll and you'll be like, I'll take the shy one. Yeah, exactly. What if we all both like the outspoken one? Well, is the outspoken one? I can't ever get their names right. But the one no, that's like, kind of like, uh, 
He's a little bigger and he, he's... Uh, I know. To be honest with you, they look exactly alike and they sound exactly alike. And I could not tell you. When I was so, watching them, I'm like, I wish they were all on the screen at the same time. Otherwise, I don't. Well, yeah, it took me a while. The first time I saw it, I didn't realize that all three of them weren't being interviewed. Did you notice that right away? Because there's so much going no, on. No, I didn't. No. Yeah. I didn't notice that right away. And then you It wasn't until realized. the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, they never talked to the other They wouldn't spill the beans. Yeah. The sad beans. I know. They're very sad beans. Um, um, so were you attracted? Who were you attracted? Tra- I, I have to say. I don't know. They weren't that- your t- There was nobody in this documentary? I mean, there must have been, but... I mean, the doctor what about the was researcher? a little crazy. He was a little nuts. Like, he was feet up on the thing and just sort of laughing about it. I'm what like, about Madonna? What well, about, I Wasn't would... Madonna in the movie? No, but we talked about her. No, she walks by, right? Oh, she do they, do they do a Do they do a clip from the movie? Yeah. Okay, I'll take Madonna. I'll take Madonna. <laughs> wow, so Madonna's your type. <laughs> well... Listen, if the world was ending and I had to make out with somebody in the elevator, I think it would be Madonna. So wait, if Madonna and the three triplets were in Mm. an elevator, you Mm. would make out with Madonna? This is a fair question. And this sounds so mean and superficial. Yeah. Are we talking like 80s? Oh, you have a particular decade. Yeah. You like 80s Madonna? No, I like 80s triplets. Oh. oh well, what Madonna do you? I have don't know. I was for? just. Uh, I guess. Remember when she did the naked thing and she had the the like... naked thing? <laughs> Isn't that her whole shtick? Yeah. <laughs> Every decade was Madonna naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, maybe we... I don't know. Well, Wait, what, what about is you? the naked thing? Remember, she did a whole. Uh, you know, she did the book where she was naked and she was hitchhiking, completely nude. Oh, I don't know. This oh. sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I really liked Borderline. Borderline. Oh, I like it when she early. sings it. How? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I just listened to your Chicago, Chicago bullshit. Chicago. <laughs> okay, who are you attracted to? I would say probably Eddie. All right, that's fair. Yeah. He was cute. They were cute. They were tight. They were like a New York. A hey, you know who else was in this documentary? Huh? Tom Brokaw. Oh, <gasps> I could get down on Tom Brokaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot okay, about so that. That's goodbye. True. Oh, Nay, you know Madonna who else Nay. was in? You know oh. who? Else? Phil Donahue. <laughs> but I think I would do Tom Brokaw. You what? I would do Tom Brokaw. I can't hear you. I really can't. <laughs> no. you, you cut out. What? No, I swear. You cut out. What did you say? Tom Brokaw. If you had to do Tom Brokaw or Phil Donahue, I'm saying, who would you choose? Oh, Tom, Tom Brokaw. I heard somebody okay. imitate Tom Brokaw and do a character called Tom Brokenjaw. Oh. <laughs> I'm Tom Brokenjaw. I've seen Tom Brokaw in Hello. shorts. In shorts. Should we go to commercial? <laughs> I think it's a good time to end. By the way... Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll be talking about The Housewife and the Hustler, an ABC News documentary you can watch on Hulu. Very excited about okay. that one. Very excited about that one. Do you want to hear some um, true fan mail? I don't see why not. Megan G. writes, Tig, your instincts were bang on. <laughs> By the way, Cheryl, we Canadians <laughs> use that expression all the time. Whoa. I remember that bang on. Remember when we talked about bang on? I guess I'll believe you. Okay, no. Okay. No, Matthew Modine was not in Desperately Seeking Susan, but Madonna was in Vision Quest. (laughs) Oh, she She, was? She did a cameo singing Crazy for You in a Bar while Matthew Modine danced with his love interest. See, this is where the confusion (laughs) lies. Megan G gets it. Oh, wow. That is amazing. I really liked that song, Crazy For You. How does that go? 
Well, I'm not going to sing it after you ridiculed pray, me after I... Pray, how's it go? I feel like I know all the Madonna songs, but that one's not ringing a bell. Crazy for you? Oh, right. That's crazy for you, baby. Oh. <laughs> she does one of those, like... <laughs> it's like a ballad. It's like a ballad at the end. She's... Maybe she doesn't say baby, but she's like, crazy for crazy you. Crazy for you. You know, like... You know, oh, her last After breath. singing. Yeah, after oh, she sings. And she, here's the last thought. I'm crazy for you. <laughs> I would have to go listen to that song. Okay, Taylor R. writes, Your podcast has affected me on a deep level. I know this oh. because my speaking habits are morphing into Cheryl's. Oh, no. <gasps> Whenever I want to emphasize something, <laughs> I go from my normal speaking tone to that of a humpback whale octave. Thanks, a humpback I whale? I know. Is that high? That's so flattering. Is that high or low? I would assume it's this. But don't whales like... I am Cheryl Hines. Nobody would know I was imitating you. <laughs> no, they, they definitely would not. Um. Okay, you want to hear one more? Mm-hmm. Deborah F. writes, I thought Cheryl might be interested in a different perspective on tank tops. I am. I grew up Mormon in Utah. It's considered immodest for Mormon women to have exposed shoulders even little girls, so I wasn't allowed to wear tank tops growing up, even in the 100-plus degree heat of Utah summers. However, I left the church a few years ago, and now I wear tank tops in the summer like a badge of freedom. That is a big F you. <laughs> it is. It is. It's indescribably glorious to feel a cooling breeze on my bare shoulders and pits instead of a dank pit-stained tea. Maybe on the pits? <laughs> If you imagine every tank top wearer as a former body shamed Mormon luxuriating in bodily autonomy, it will help you hate them less. You know what? I'm going to write in, <laughs> tell them about my pits. <laughs> Deborah, I should know about my pits. <clears throat> Deborah F. is flaunting it. All right. I'm going to remember that next time I. By the way. Deborah I, F. Pitts. <laughs> huh? I thought of you, Tig, because I'm going to see uh, Brad Paisley in concert. Just dropping uh -huh. that name. I know that impresses you. And it's going to be hot as bing balls. And I thought... Where are you seeing him? In Nashville. And I thought, mm. should I wear a tank top? <laughs> I don't know. It makes me laugh just thinking about it. And why didn't you invite me to Brad Paisley? Uh wasn't my place uh yeah it is by the way he loves you well did you tell him i love him i did i told him that you love the way he shreds yeah and he said i i love her well tell him oh, that boy. i'm sure he's that listening I would like hey brad hey invite hey brad hey <laughs> tell him i love the way he shreds mm -hmm. and i would like to go to nashville and mm -hmm. i would like for him to buy my plane ticket and mm -hmm. my concert ticket and my hotel room I will and then not. that will prove his love for me. I will not. But he is not allowed to check me for ticks. Oh, it is such a great song. It is so silly. It is the silliness. I can't, I can't think of the no, two. Go on. Two, three, and mm, crazy check for you. you. Crazy for you. I'm crazy for you. Check you for um, tits. All right, guys. We love reading. What if he ended his song like that? <laughs> check you for tits. For tits. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. Check you for ticks? That... Tig. I, you meant to I say ticks. To... I meant to say ticks, and oh I said check you for tits, which is what people do to me. Oh, imagine if Brad Paisley ended his song with that. Check you for ticks. <laughs> okay. Or for tits. <laughs> for tits. Okay, listen. We've gone so far off oh the rails. Oh, my God. That is such a funny thing. If we, we have to tell Brad, I want to make, even though I'm not on TikTok, I want to make a TikTok video with him singing, I want to check you for tits to me. <laughs> oh, my God. For Breast Cancer Awareness oh, Month. Oh, okay. We'll tell him that. Oh, I can't wait to see. I really cannot wait to see this. Um, everybody, we love reading your messages, your comments, and reviews. Um, Keep letting us know what you think about the docs and leave us a review, and we might just read your responses on the show. Okay. It's too late to, re to promote anything. Let's just say keep on keeping on, everybody. Keep listening. 
And we will... And reaching for the stars. Keep <laughs> your feet on the ground and keep no, reaching for the no. stars. Keep listening and keep reaching for the stars. And we'll be, we'll be back in two and two. Remember <laughs> Chuck Woolery would do that? Yes. Why did we watch that show? I don't know. It was so dumb. Love it's could, so it was low so rent dumb. And, dumb. and he would always say, I'll be back in two and two. And I... I loved it. And he didn't believe in the um, coronavirus. But listen, we don't have to go into that. But anyway. uh, Point is. Point point is. is, We will be talking uh, about the uh, housewife and the hustler. Yeah. And keep listening and keep reaching for the stars. And we'll be back in two and two. And should we do Uh, it again? We should do it again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So stupid. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.